You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family, you guy Ike Jones back with another morning drop. Today, we're talking about the eight-game SEC schedule for 2014. Is the SEC making a mistake? We'll talk about it right here. Y'all know how we do. War Report style, let's drop it on them. Are you now, are now listening, listening to, to the Wall Report. Morning drop. We are here. It is Friday, already June the second. My guy B Will in here, Ike Jones. This morning, we're gonna get into the conversation today, talking about the SEC decided yeah. uh, in the summer meetings with the coaches in Destin, Florida. Between we talked about it a little bit Wednesday, they were mulling over the decision between going to a nine-game conference schedule or an eight-game schedule, remaining eight games, and they decided they wanted to stay with eight games as the conference schedule, meaning you get one permanent opponent and then you rotate the others. No more divisions, right? So you don't get an opportunity to win a divisional title in 2024. Sorry, Ole Miss, if you don't do it this year, you'll never get a divisional title. Never. And you're not going to do it this year. Uh, So... In the entire history of Ole Miss football, they can never say they won a division in the SEC. <laughs> Sad days to be broken ugly. Um, but how do we feel about this? Well, give be will first. I didn't even ask you how you're doing this morning. I'm just running huh? straight into the business. Man, look, the business is good today. So I want to talk about this too, but I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. So um give me all the details of what we need to know about this decision that came out from the SEC meetings. Um, so we can make sure we're having a conversation about the totality of what this is going to look like for 2024. So every team AD uh, was down there represented along with Greg Sankey, who it was reported from his comments that he favored the nine game schedule and that the teams who dissented from the nine game schedule, of course, they were a majority to the teams that proposed it. What has been concerned is competition have, have been the, the teams who play a, uh, I guess, want to preserve their chance to compete and, and not add an additional SEC game that they feel like would, would harm their ability to compete for a title. All right. That's that, that was part of it. Um, other issues is that they say, well, if we're going to play another SEC game right now, our TV deal is with the understanding we made that deal playing eight games, eight SEC games, where we're going to give ESPN an additional SEC, an additional high-profile matchup, because that's what it could be. Now, it could also be Missouri versus Ole Miss. And I'm, I mean, who's clamoring to see that? I don't know if that does more for ESPN as an additional game instead of, you know, Missouri versus, um, you know, uh, what's one of those? Oh, the, the actual University of Ohio, not Ohio State. You know, their non-con schedule is kind of the Midwest. So that's what we're looking at here. We're looking at, there's an eight-game schedule. That's what we got contracted. If we play that eight-game conference schedule, we're not, we already got our money in the bank. We signed that deal with ESPN. We're good. If we give them another schedule, we put another hard opponent on our schedule, we give ESPN an extra game when they didn't pay for that extra game, or a tougher game. We give ESPN a tougher game, a higher-profile matchup. And we don't want to do either of those things. It's already tough enough down here. 
it sucks down here, especially if you're some of the have-nots. Why even worry about it? So we don't want to do it. There were more teams that voted to stay at eight than to go to nine. So here we are. For the 2024 season, we will be at a eight-game conference schedule. And whether the commissioner wants it or not, it doesn't matter. Enough teams wanted it. That's where we will stay. But we will be abandoning East and West divisions, as you already mentioned. So that makes it interesting. That does make it interesting. But we will see how this plays out. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting because, uh, you know, as they stated in this entire thing, all of this 2024 talk is because Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC earlier. So they're trying to figure out how to make scheduling work within the conference um, and not make any permanent decisions about that um, until they actually have an opportunity to get impact, uh, impact input from both Texas and Oklahoma in that conversation about what they would like to do. So this is a stopgap measure, number one. Number two, there are a lot of things that people don't realize are already slated to happen in 2024 that they contractually need to make sure it still happen. Right. Like they're contractually uh, things like uh, the neutral site Jacksonville game between Florida and Georgia. Right. Like they mm. they have to honor that. Um, but in order to make that make sure that that happens, that means that Georgia versus Auburn can't happen annually if they're only going to keep one scheduled guarantee. Right. Man, that's rough. That's rough. That That's where I. Similar to what happened with us, I said this when, when we were talking about this a couple of years ago. We had not beaten LSU at LSU, of course, in over 20 years. And then we had the, the year with Harson and Bo, and they did it. Now I'm cool with losing LSU, okay? We can get rid of LSU. We won one. We played them tight last year. They have not dominated us. Georgia has dominated us. For a very long time. We got the one in 2017 and the 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 shootout in 2010 when Cam won it for us. That, well, of course, the, the, the prayer in Jordan here, but that was actually the only lucky win we had that season 2013. I want to dominate Georgia. I want to beat Georgia. And I don't want to wait until they're bad, until Kirby is, is on the way down and they have some fluke bad year. I want to beat Georgia. It would hurt me to know that we've gotten our, our asses handed to us year after year. And then we don't even get to get it back, except maybe once every two or three years with how the schedule falls. I don't like that. I think that game, because we recruit against Georgia, beating Georgia in that game, getting becoming better as a program, number one, we, we know that has to happen. You freeze beating Kirby Smart in that game, that puts us over the top for the Georgia recruits. Mm-hmm. I want that game. I would not want to lose that game. If you're telling me that nine is the only way we get to keep two rivalry games, then I would go nine. Now, I don't know why they couldn't go eight and just keep two and rotate six. I mean, I'm, smarter people than me are, are trying to decide that, I, I guess. I want to keep two, at least let it be Alabama and Georgia, because those are our most heated rivals. They are the best programs in the country, and we are recruiting against them. Beating those teams is positive recruitment for us. I would not want to lose that Georgia game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in terms of the recruitment situation. Um, it's and and it's not going away forever, right? Like it just wouldn't be an annual occurrence, and you wouldn't like you would rotate, like you wouldn't go to Athens but every four years now, right? Like you would go, like they would come to Auburn every four years, and we would go to Athens. So it would be an on-off situation. I do agree that it would be um, for for the the sake of the novelty of it and the the tradition it's a it's definitely a thing that feels like it's weird to not have 
Uh, I doubt that it even doesn't happen in 2024. I'm pretty sure that, that they're going to go ahead and play that game in 2024. Um, and because just because it says rotating schedule doesn't mean that you're definitely not going to play that game that year. Right. And it doesn't mean that in 2025, they won't figure out a way to make that continue to happen. Right, right. Um, the other portion that I want to get into about this conversation, though, outside of you know the Georgia-Auburn rivalry, uh, is this perceived notion that the SEC is making it easier on themselves by going with this format in 2024. And people keep skipping over the fact that though you don't play someone else in your conference because, oh, we're playing, you know, nine games in our conference, they're only playing eight. There is a mandate for every one of those schools to play a power five opponent out of conference. So you still will play nine P5 games, whether it is eight in conference or nine in conference. And there is no such mandate in any of these other conferences to play a Power Five game outside of conference. Now, for us to get it, that means that somebody else has to as well. So they are going to be playing their nine conference and then a 10th game out of conference. But do you feel as if the SEC is, and and you, you kind of hinted at this in your portion above, or you're talking earlier, is trying to make it easier on themselves as opposed to, making it a more difficult path for teams to make it into the playoff. No, I don't feel that way because if everybody played an additional SEC team, then those losses that these teams could take would be against other SEC teams. I I think that would eventually kind of even out because we're going to take the top two best teams to play in a conference championship, which is something that would start next year with the dissolution of divisions. So if divisions are dissolved, the best two teams will win. So if there's a ninth game where, sure, you could play uh, maybe you rough draw and you're a Mississippi State who you're probably not going to be in it for the championship game or whatever, and you end up playing a Georgia, right? Does, are you telling me that that game is going to decide whether or not you, Mississippi State, get to go to the SEC championship game? Like, under what circumstances, unless the extra game is going to be a Bama versus Georgia every year? Like, it has to be a game that would not usually happen between teams that are built to compete. And honestly, the SEC wants to save that game for the championship game. It's what they Mm. want to do, which is why we have very, very rarely seen a Georgia versus Alabama regular season game. They are preserving the biggest matchups for the postseason or, or the SEC championship game. I think it is much more beneficial to mandate a one power five non-conference game. And the reason for that is why do we need to argue about whether or not the SEC is the better conference, when we can play your conference and whoop your ass and be sure that the SEC is the better conference. When anybody has won a championship from the SEC, whether it was Alabama or or Georgia recently, that's the two teams that have done it, or, uh, excuse me, LSU in 2019, LSU beat Texas in 2019, a Power 5 team, a Top 15 recruiting team. Georgia beat Clemson in 2021, had been a powerhouse, had been in the college football playoff and finals in the last couple of years. Uh, Georgia beat Oregon in 2022. They were a 9-3 Pac-12 team. They were in it for the championship right up until the last week of the season. We are not beating Cupcakes. Our ninth game here, Auburn in 2017, we went to Clemson, a great Clemson team, and lost. We are not playing Cupcake non-conference games, not the teams who are built to compete. We're not. It's not happening. We're already playing the best of the other Power Five conferences teams, and we're beating them soundly. Auburn beat the best 
back the Pac-12 champion 2018. We beat the Pac-12 champion in 2019. If you're going to say, hey, you got to go play one of those guys, fine. We'll play the best one and beat them. Florida beat the Pac-12 champion in 2022. What are you asking for? We are showing you that we're better than your other conference. I like putting the SEC on display and letting everybody else know, yes, that's fine. You want us to play each other. Oh, we're 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 scared because we're only playing each other. Well, we know what we got here. Let's match up against you mm-hmm. so you can know what we got here, which is why I love Greg Sankey's response about not going to nine games. And he said something about, well, the last game of the season was 65 to seven. So you, you think, what was Sonny Dyke's remarks about our schedule in mm-hmm. November, the SEC schedule in November? Well, shut up. All of y'all shut up. We whooping everybody ass up and down the field every time our good teams go on the road and get to play somebody else. I still want that on display. So there can be no doubt we are the best conference. If we keep it in-house, right? If Alabama doesn't play at Texas because they're playing a who? Uh South Carolina? Uh I don't I don't know. Who who do you want them to play to show that they're dominant? Don't you want Quinn Ewers, a high-profile offense, all these athletes, the best offensive line in college football that was paid for? I want to measure Alabama against that team, not another team in conference who couldn't give them a push. We are doing this the right way with eight games. I don't think we're doing it the right way with only one permanent rival. That's how we're messing it up. We're messing that up. We can stick with eight and do a non-conference game. South Carolina already has one. They're going to play the ACC's best team. Easy. Florida already has one. They're going to play the ACC's for first or second best team, depending on Clemson, Florida State this year. Uh, Georgia has one. They're going to play one of the ACC's worst teams. All right. mm-hmm. That is true. Um, apologies. <laughs> but <laughs> most years, most years, they're playing somebody who is supposed to be good, who is supposed to have talent. We play Penn State, who, by all accounts, for two years in a row, they were at least the third best team in the conference. Now, their record wasn't that in 2021, but as far as how they're recruiting and what type of prestige they have, we are going to get the big games. What is everybody complaining about? I, I don't mind that it's eight as long as we're putting somebody else on the schedule to put our strength on display. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and listen, it'd it be, if you feel as if the SEC has an unfair advantage in your conference, it'd, really, it'd be really easy for you guys to say, well, we'll only play eight in conference as well to even the playing field. Right. Like, why, why are you not smart enough to figure out, oh, they have an unfair advantage. Let me even the playing field by changing how we do things. Right. And come play us. If you feel like we're we getting off easy, we'll just, just schedule an SEC opponent once a year. That's cool. Let's do it. And the SEC has never ducked that. Never. Never. Not one single time has the SEC been like, nah, we don't want to put Michigan on the schedule. Y'all don't want to put the, you you don't want to do it. Nope. So we can't make you. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. As always, we'll kick it off with the Super Chats. B-Will's forehead gets us jumped off saying, can we play every team every other year and only count our wins to help us feel better and stop my (laughs) wife from making fun of me for crying at the end of the season? 
we play a six team. Well, sixteen teams are gonna play fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Say we won nine this year. It was a great season. We went nine, and don't worry about how many we lost. We won nine. That's good. <laughs> That's fun. Here's the thing, too. Like the 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 commissioner. Uh, is making it clear that this is not permanent. So I really don't know why everybody's crying so much over this right now. Like it's it's a one-year stopgap measure. They'll come back and they'll reassess, but they're making it seem as if in that one year, we didn't make this decision that feels like the best decision ever for competitive nature of the SEC and everybody is ducking smoke. Um is just this horrible thing. I I said this the other day, and I think that people forget about the other ramifications that happen here, right? Like if the SEC doesn't play non-P5 schools on their schedule, those non-P5 schools lose revenue, right? We are bolstering the revenue of a lot of other schools around the world, around the world, around the country by playing them and paying them to come play that game. And They lose revenue if you don't do that. Those... Athletes that don't get an opportunity to show what they have. Uh, think about uh, the kid from App State that we just picked up, um, right. Jalen uh, McLeod. McLeod. I keep saying McLeod. Jalen McLeod. Okay. Right. Think about him and being able to say, look what I did against Texas A&M. Right. And, and proving that he can play at the P5 level by showing what he did against a P5 opponent. You lessen the number of times that guys like that get that opportunity. You also, when you get to the playoff scenario, almost assuredly dismiss the fact that a group of five team or some other lower uh, division school will actually get into the playoff because they never get to measure themselves against a power five opponent if you lessen the number of times that they get a chance to play one of those. There are a lot more ramifications for this type. And the SEC has to think about those things. You guys don't have to think about that because you're not the ones giving these teams a shot to come play. I was going to say something that's really interesting is us playing those group of five teams, it allows you to scout. Didn't we just get a left tackle? Well, our current right tackle from Western Kentucky, Mm -hmm. who we played Mm -hmm. last year. That is no coincidence. These coaches, we got film of this guy and how he stood up against our defensive ends on tape. Hey, you know what? This guy was all, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't the best, but hey, listen, we feel like he's got enough to work with. Let's bring him in here. Not only do you get to, in the era of the transfer portal, evaluate up close, now you can say, well, listen, this this tackle at, at Texas A&M, he was solid. You know, he held Kobe Wooden off for most of the game. Kobe got the best of him at the end. But you know what? This defensive end from App State gave that same guy hell all game. Go get this guy right now. You get to evaluate on a level that you wouldn't have if all you had to do was look at their film. That's number one. Number two, the revenue. Like you said, Alabama does not play in-state FCS schools or group of five schools, but Auburn does. Mm-hmm. We help keep those teams afloat with that revenue. Though They need that. And honestly, for the evaluation of the players who are going to go pro if they don't go to the transfer portal, they need that film. Well, let's look at how this guy performed against Auburn. Oh, right. man. He showed out. He had two pass breakups. And a pick. Now, hopefully, nobody's doing that. That play we play when we play group of five teams. Yeah. But yes, I think the cross pollination from group of five to power five, or even power five in the case of the SEC down to the FCS level, that is incredibly important for the smaller programs. And let's be honest here: the NFL gets a preseason for a reason. You need some practice on field. That's not uh, well. It's really you need some live scrimmages that aren't against your own team. 
Right. You need to be able to figure things out. You need to be able to see what you've got without risking your record. And I love the fact that we get those games as fans. Let's come and feel good about our team for a minute. What? How about we? I mean, we didn't feel great about our team after, coming out of non-conference play last season, anyway. But man, how dreadful would it, you wouldn't even been able to fake the excitement for the first month like we did. You come out the gate and lose to a conference opponent. Like, no, we don't want that. Let everybody feel good. Let all these teams get a chance to fill their stadiums, get their revenue going. Because no matter how the season shakes out, you can feel good about your team in September. You yeah. can feel good about your team early. Get the fans excited. Get the players excited. They want to play and do some winning. They need to see things going right for themselves so that they can get those reps to start turning into the best players that they can be. All of this works to everybody's advantage, to the smaller schools, the smaller schools' players, the bigger programs so they can stretch their legs a little bit and see what they got. There's no downside to this system right now. If you want to say that there's any downside, I think it's that the ninth game should be against a Power 5 opponent, a qualified Power 5 opponent. I don't want us to go play Illinois and... Well, so that, there's the other thing that is, is ridiculous about this conversation. Um, watching Michigan beat down Indiana in week eight of the Big Ten, how is that, in, how is that better than watching... Alabama beat down McNeese State. It's not. It's not. Just because, because they're in a Power <laughs> Five conference, you get to play Rutgers. Who cares? Right. Right. See, now there's the, the flip side of this. Your ninth game is against a team that's as poor as our 15th ranked team that year or 16th ranked team. Your ninth game is not a test. It's not a a a, a true hurdle the way a ninth game here would be. Because, yes, we're going to have a terrible team. Vandy is going to be the worst team in the conference likely every year just based off of their investment in, in their program and the type of talent that they have, okay? Everybody's not going to have Vandy on the schedule, all right? Vandy's only going to play, if, and under this model that people want, eight, or excuse me, nine conference games. Somebody's not going to have Vandy on their schedule. So you know what they're going to replace it with? I think they're just going to honestly run into a, a grindstone of a team under a nine-game schedule that they probably wouldn't have. But then again, how many, how do we know how the league is going to shape out in any year? We don't. I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to see an extra conference game, but if you're going to rotate them all, then that means if we don't see them this year, we'll see them next year. Mm -hmm. I want to measure us against the rest of the conference, excuse me, the rest of the, the country's conferences so we can shut them up. There, there's just way more value. There's way, way more value there. Those are yeah, more interesting games. And anybody who's thinking that that an ESPN contract that includes these conferences going head to head is not as valuable as two SEC games, right? You address two like the fact that ESPN could put instead of having Georgia versus Missouri on in the in the midday slot, and they could put Georgia versus Michigan there or Georgia right. versus Penn State there. That's a much bigger game revenue-wise for, for anybody who wants to put a TV contract on that. Yeah. So what they're saying is that they rather have, instead of Bama-Texas week two, they rather see Bama, you know, uh, Florida? I, I, don't, I don't know. That's, I'm yeah. not very intrigued by what Florida now, do this now, year. Now, you know who, uh, and, and we talked about this on, uh, shout out to my guy, uh, Podcast P, a.k.a. Paul Meharry. Um, we talked about this a little bit on the Amen Corner, which we recorded just recently, about how Georgia actually gets screwed in this a little bit because they don't get Vandy and Missouri on their schedule every single year now. 
Well, you call it screwed, but neither do we. So welcome to reality, buddy. We we get nobody has a right to gripe unless you have Bama and Georgia on your schedule every year. So well, maybe saying, Georgia doesn't get two cream puffs every single year with the division list thing. Like they are guaranteed right. to get Vanderbilt and Missouri, who have been traditionally. Now, again, no disrespect to Missouri because I get when they came over here, they actually won the East twice, mm-hmm. right? But they haven't done anything since then. Vanderbilt's never been that good, right? right? But they get Vanderbilt, Missouri every single year as an SEC East opponent because they have to play everybody in their division. Now, they're not guaranteed to get that every year. In that. Right. So they actually might have to put up a fight every year to win the conference and get yep. to the conference championship as opposed to cakewalking through the East right. and then you know getting to represent the East after ha- having not had to play anybody all season. Right. Yeah, yeah. I it's gonna be a little harder for them, but they're equipped to handle it. I think they'll yeah. be okay. Be they're they're right. equipped to handle it. We yeah. need a break. It up. <laughs> I don't even want a break, but we need one. Yeah. Daniel Moultrie jumps in and says, I don't know what the answer is, but I definitely think that in a four-year span, an SEC uh should have played every other conference member at least one time. Hmm. Want to see everybody in in those four years. Listen, if you are a an athlete that stays at a school for four years, there really is no reason that you wouldn't have at least had an opportunity to say that you played everybody right. in that conference at least once. I think that that's, you know, you want to be able to travel to other people's stadiums or have them come to yours. Fan bases being able to act like we can talk as much junk as we want to about Kentucky. We barely ever play them in football, right? Like, but, you know, we can say, ah, oh, man, who cares about like me just kind of, offhand dissing Vanderbilt. We play them this year, though, right? Right. It sounds like, you know, oh, man, Georgia's got it easy until we have to go to Vanderbilt and play Vandy, and we and we don't win that game. Uh, God, help me if we don't win that game. But if we don't win that game, now it's like, well, you talking junk about Georgia having that game every year, but they actually could beat them, right? Right. So, right. yes, I agree with this. It, it feels as if the conference benefits as a whole when you get the opportunity to have more opponents um but to your point b will maybe you know a two six situation two perms and six rotation makes more sense if you're going to do the 18 yeah i think so um james moore says 100 bama and uga stating they didn't want to play somebody else that could hurt them somehow this Listen, is what the result of this is nick saban is absolutely 100 since he got there been trying to take the easiest possible path to a championship this Texas series that he scheduled for last year and this year is the first time I can remember since Nick Saban has been making the schedule that he actually scheduled a home and home against a qualified power five opponent. It's always been neutral site, neutral site, neutral site, neutral site. I think Kirby has more of a, you line them up, we'll play it. I don't care who it is. At least he seems to based on how he's talked the last couple of years. Nick Saban has always been trying to get to the easiest path. And, and I always, 10-4 hat, be will here, I always thought the SEC helped him. I always thought the SEC scheduled Kentucky and Vanderbilt when they were terrible. Um, again, we've gotten one Georgia-Bama regular season in may, maybe two in 15 years. And the reason that that matchup is important, even when it was Mark Richt, those were talented teams. Those were talented teams, teams that could at least approach Alabama in in talent because Georgia's always had top-tier talent. Not to this extent, but they've always had NFL talent. And they avoided that matchup. Uh, Bama getting a South Carolina, but Steve Spurrier was there. And it was a good matchup. But, I mean, he got him one time. But it was always the lesser SEC teams cross-divisionally. I am glad that this would put 
I don't want to say I'm glad this was put. If, if Nick Saban is going to schedule a Texas and Texas year in, year out going forward, do a Penn State next year, do an Ohio State, then I love that. Then I actually have no gripe with that um, as, as the ninth game if it's a non-conference game. The SEC, because Tennessee is their cross-divisional, right? Tennessee could be better. They've always had... Tennessee and Auburn are, are mirror images in certain ways where if it's bad, it's going to be... It can get really bad, but if you get the right guy at the head... There's enough energy and resources from the foundation of that program for that team to that program to be great. Tennessee has just been mismanaged extremely poorly for most of Nick Saban's tenure, so it hasn't looked like a rivalry. Well, the first time they got a coach who could put up some offense and they had a quarterback who could do the same, they got him. So maybe this gets a little tougher for them going forward. But Nick Saban has always wanted the easiest path because what he knows is you put the brand Alabama on TV, and you give the voters who are deciding who the bowl game is going to be or who the playoff is going to be the chance to have Alabama on TV against whoever, that that would tip the scales in his favor. And usually, it did. He was correct. He doesn't have to have the most strenuous test of a schedule because people love and trust Alabama enough to just vault him up and put him in contention for a championship. Nick Saban knows that his team and his brand doesn't need the value of a tough schedule, so he has avoided it. Which is why they thought they could cry their way into the playoff last year. Right, because he's done it before, 2017. And they ended up winning that. But that's when they cried their way in that time. They didn't win the division. They didn't win the SEC. And they boohooed their way on in. But they won it, so it makes us look like, you know, well, we got to trust Alabama. Ah, It hurt my feelings. But yeah, I agree, James, that they don't want more smoke. But again, if you make... The additional game, I don't think there was a better, because Oregon kind of ended up being a better record-wise team than Texas last year, but both of those games were legit. I don't have mm-hmm. I don't have a gripe with not playing ninth, a ninth game if you're going to play those teams. I think that's fine. I think it's fine. And uh, Georgia's 24 opponent as scheduled right now is Clemson, by the way. So we'll see how oh, that look works at that. out. Yeah. There you go. They, they should still be up. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M were the only schools to vote for the nine-game schedule. Okay, so George uh, Kirby did want the smoke. Cool. Kirby, I don't think Kirby's minding the smoke. Kirby does not mind the smoke at all. He's not running from it. It makes me wonder about Florida. Well, no, I get it with Florida because you keep it in the Florida State. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to play a competent rival every year, let that be my ninth game. I understand that. But South Carolina didn't vote against nine. So South Carolina would play nine SEC teams and Clemson and they only get two cupcakes to play. I don't know. That's, that's, I think that's strenuous. That's when I'd be like, Hey man, look at wait, wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> if I got to play Clemson, that's comparable to us playing a Georgia and Alabama, but comparable, not the same comparable, a team that's talented, well-coached and has a history of success. I, I don't want to play an additional SEC game and that team. Let, let it be simple enough to just play that team. But this, I want to say, this doesn't really surprise me. I wonder why Texas A&M didn't want to play nine. Excuse me, why, why they would want to play nine. I don't know. I, I wonder about each team's motivation here. I don't know exactly yeah. what it was. That's it. Definitely would be interesting. Hey, SEC Media Day is coming up. <laughs> Next yeah. month, baby. Yeah. A lot of things to talk about when we get over there in SEC Media Days. Corey Weber jumps in the conversation and says, once ESPN offers millions for the ninth game, the SEC will make the switch. I'm not so sure about this, though. Again, uh, are they going to... Because he- here's the question you have to ask yourself. 
is the SEC going to play this ninth game and still want to play a P5 out-of-conference opponent? I'm going to say no, Mm -hmm. right? And I think ESPN would rather have the SEC versus Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, if the ACC still still even exists. Mm -hmm. I think they'd rather have that game in their back pocket than have another all SEC matchup, regardless of how good the football is in the SEC, because it addresses a bigger fan base perspective. Like you're going to get a bigger viewing audience outside of just SEC market. Like the Southeastern Conference, very popular nationwide, but there is enough hatred of the SEC that you put the SEC team against some Big Ten team they're going to want to. Their people will hate watch that game just to hope the SEC team loses. Right. Plus right. the fan base of that team that naturally is there. Right. That is a bigger purse for ESPN than an additional SEC game because I doubt the SEC says, "All right, cool, we'll do the nine game situation," but you're not going to get this mandated Power Five situation either. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that. I, I still think that's more valuable. The random ninth game, it has to be a blockbuster game, even if the game isn't going to be blockbuster, like. We didn't know if Texas was, was going to be good or not last year. They ended up being decent. But Texas-Bama? I, who who do you match up Bama with for a ninth game that isn't Georgia that would have been as big as that? It would have to be Georgia. You, you just make, just Why don't they just make permanent rivalries of the most popular teams and tier it from top to bottom? Because that's what it would have to be. There is enough intrigue in a Michigan matching up with a, a top five SEC team if it's a top four team from any other conference that matches up with us here, I think it would do gangbusters. I don't know why you don't why you don't love that matchup instead of another SEC game. Yeah, I, I just I, again, I, I think ESPN sees what the potential would, would see what the potential would be from a revenue perspective. And listen, Greg San- Greg Sankey is no fool; he sees it too. Mm-hmm. And and what that will end up being is like. They'll probably do like they did with us in Penn State, some sort of home and home thing. That's what we're doing right now with Cal. It's a home mm-hmm. and home situation, mm-hmm. right? So you both teams get the opportunity to get the revenue in their home cities, right? Um, from the traveling fan bases, um, there's just a lot there. There are a, the economic ramifications are the thing is the thing that people aren't thinking about. They're thinking, oh, SEC doesn't want the smoke, and Greg Sankey is like, SEC wants the money, yeah. And the you can't like I'm telling you the money that you're turning down the landscape of how the revenue tilts towards the SEC and the Big Ten cannot be understated here. The Big Ten is actually being foolish here and cutting their pockets off a little bit. Yeah, they just are, man. Like I'm telling you, like you're telling me that there wasn't an injection of revenue into uh, College Station when Auburn. I mean, not College Station, but um, where what's the name of uh, where Penn State is? Um, I have no idea what. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. When we yeah, went no. up and played against Happy Penn Valley. State. Happy Valley. Thank there you. There we go. You're telling me Auburn fans didn't go and make a huge trip to Happy Valley that weekend? Of course they and did. Penn, now, I'm not saying that Penn State doesn't have people who travel to their stadium religiously. Right. But Auburn fans who didn't even get a ticket just went to be up there in the atmosphere. Right. Right. Like I'm, it, it's different, man. Like SEC fan bases travel differently. You want them to come to your town. You want that to happen. That hap- the revenue that you get from the SEC fan base coming to go watch their teams play, and they want to go experience this stadium for the first time. You want that stuff, man. 
periodically you want that to happen for college football because it changes the landscape of what it's going to be from a viewer perspective. And it's going to change how people are traveling to these places. You want that to happen more routinely. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, TK jumps in and says, uh, War Damn Eagle, everyone, eight game stopgap measure. Uh, we have no idea how this looks yet. No guarantee eight will be the deal in 25. Agreed. We don't know what 2025 is going to look like for any of these folks. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But um, from what I just said, from a revenue perspective, I think it's more likely to stay that way. The question is going to be how we move forward in declaring our conference championship on a regular basis, whether or not they are going to go to uh, whether what the permanent situations are going to be like, whether we're going to move to this pod system where you're going to play permanently within a pod or they're going to have a mandated 1-7 or 2-6 or whatever that's going to be. I think that's the thing that still needs to get hashed out. I would be, I'd be surprised if we went to nine. I just would. Uh, just from a revenue perspective, when we're looking at, again, how that stuff tilts in the direction of the SEC, I'd be surprised if it happened, unless for some reason somebody offered a ridiculous bag to the SEC for the rights to those games. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder now with with hearing what the the rumblings were in the ACC over the last few weeks. Apparently, it's calmed down a little bit, right? But we don't know how long it's going to last. So yeah. they're talking about modifying a little bit to do so the teams that do the most winning can get a little more of the revenue instead of it being evenly split. Because right now, the ACC, Georgia Tech, can get as much money at the end of the year as Clemson did, and we know Clemson right. did most of the lifting right there. So they were like, "Hey, right. man, what are we doing here?" So. Maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. I think it's really a matter of time before both Clemson and FSU are in the SEC. That's your 18 teams. And then it makes sense to go to nine because you can have two permanents and seven rotating, or you can do your pods, but you will need your teams to play more games to get across the country a little bit more. So one more conference game then makes sense. Uh, I think like we said here, within four years right now with with 16 teams, everybody will be able to play everybody if six rotate. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, that's when you got at this point is what Damien was saying. Are, are they only right. doing this because they're assessing bringing on FSU and Clemson? Right. Well, I, I think I don't think it's because they're assessing it. I think it's because they know that right now, is there's no need for it. Like there's there's nothing to be gained from it. But eventually, if you have two more teams, now there's almost no way to guarantee that everybody plays everybody within a decent amount of time, unless you have to go. It's not because, well, we want to wait till FSU and Clemson get in here. I don't I don't think it's that as much as, well, we got two more teams. We have some landmark matchups to make. You can make a FSU Auburn rematch. You can make a, a FSU Bama from, you know, more of a traditional rival back in the day. Now we can do this, but there's no way to get everybody to play everybody. We got to add a game so everybody can play everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting once they get into, if they expand again, how they continue to do this and get a a, a proper rotation of schools. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how that, that feels like a scheduling headache and nightmare. So hopefully somebody smarter than me is going around trying to figure that out. Yep. All right, man, we are going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys dropping in with us today. Don't forget Auburn baseball hosting the regional today. If you're in the mm-hmm. area, go make sure you're supporting the guys. Also, make sure you check out the game today against Penn. Um, going to be a great baseball game. Hopefully Auburn can come out with the W. We'll holler at you later. War Eagle. Peace. Peace. Drive.